pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left Live on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. Wow. Wow. What? Wow. What, you with your gold mic? (laughs) Is that what it is? Um, no, 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 it's just good to be here after a hectic week in Nordic and, you know... It's been a busy time. Welcome back, Anne. Welcome back to me and Anything new? Anything new? Just a couple of changes. Uh, I'm not sure whether you uh, clocked what was happening outside Stee during the changeover, but uh, Lewis Schaefer, uh, he greeted us very warmly, as he normally does. Normally does. Extra special warm green fan. Mm. He says, um, you're looking more beautiful than ever. That's what he said to her. And I said, whoa, back off. <laughs> Why does he need to back off, Anne? Well, I was on a boat on the way to Nordic Game, and... That is big news. <laughs> and... Oh, right. Wait, wait, wait. There's even more. There was free wine. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And so, uh, my boyfriend asked me if I would like to get married. (gasps) And I went, I'm a bit drunk. Can you ask me again in the morning? (gasps) And in the morning, I said yes. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Good. 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 So, I assume uh, you'll both be my bridesmaids. Whatever you want. It's your special day and ours. Maybe we could do a show from the top table. <laughs> Quite like the sound of that. Can we write a speech for it. Yeah, yeah. come on. We know I what know I'm... how your speeches go. I should point out, I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about Lewis Schaefer, apart from he's a very nice gentleman, but I don't know, I don't know what his um, personal arrangements are. And that if uh, maybe he has a doting partner mm. who listens to his show live, maybe just caught the intro there and he's like, oh, he's off. I'm sure he, Lewis was only joking. He's just being... Only a joke. Yeah, you don't look more beautiful than ever. No, just look normal beautiful. <laughs> so what did he mean when he slapped you on the butt then? <laughs> he said, don't mention that on the radio. He said, that's our little secret radio sign. Okay. <sighs> um, all well then? Yeah, all good? So that's with big news. You got any yeah. big news, Steve? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. We've just, as I said, back from Nordic Game and our... Oh, excitable introductions because it's so good to see you guys again. Yeah. It is, and it feels like country. summer is here. The windows are open. It's getting a little bit too warm in the studio. Louis Schaefer's take... getting frisky. Yeah, we're all going to end up with our tops off. And... There's a dog in the studio. Yeah. Before we, before we arrived, there was a dog in the studio. What are you implying? That he's been, oh, no. <laughs> he's been dogging? I'm not anything. I'm just saying, I didn't know we were allowed to bring pets into the right. studio, and okay. that opens up so many possibilities. But presumably you wouldn't bring your cats after a dog's been in here. Maybe I'll get a new pet. Who Different knows? pet. Oh. Anything. Well, um, we have brought something into the studio. <laughs> Sorry about like that, Link Becky. I just, <laughs> I like where this oh, is it was like a segue. It's it like, the only way I could well, link the so, two together. We've brought something better than a dog. Yeah. Oh. Is that... 
I, it, mine was mine. Like people were, oh, that's a little awkward, Simon. But but we'll let that go. Yeah, you're digging in here. Um, <laughs> For goodness' sake, keep uh, going through. The only way out is through. Who we have in the studio will barks not worse than their bite. It's Becky Jowsey yeah. from, <laughs> from Game Hub. Hello, Becky. Hello. I'm really, really sorry about that intro. I feel like we might delete it all of this. Well, bit. Did it went well. It went up. Yeah, I wouldn't. So sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Um, you've come all the way from Leicester. Yeah. Um, wow. Thank you. You're very welcome. Party Leicester Party City. City. Yeah, what are the odds? What are the odds of, of uh, what were the odds of Leicester winning the the, uh, the English Premier League? Well, clearly a lot different to what they thought because <laughs> they partied on three separate party they occasions. Did. Yeah. And they they drank a lot. Did they? Did you get involved in any of that? Up there? I, any I of the parties? I sat in my flat and, and watched them go past um, okay. a couple of times because they were doing a little parade around <laughs> the city centre. And I think they still are. And they see, <laughs> see, see, didn't get to go to the hashtag Vardy party. No, I, I abstained. <laughs> uh, you're not here to talk about Leicester Football Club, thankfully. No, I'm here to talk about things I actually know stuff about. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate you making the journey down. Um, so yeah, we're we're a little tired, we're a little exhausted. Mm. So do forgive the sort of rambled intro, but we are also one life left. So that's the standard you should come to expect. And it is episode two eight four. Is it of one life left? I wonder what odds you could have got on, <laughs> on <laughs> yes, show exactly. this quality yeah, reach right. <laughs> reaching episode two eight four. Uh, you know, we're well into our tenth year now, and we are going to begin this episode of one life left with Anne's news. On Monday the 22nd of May, I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Blizzard is getting tough on livestream chat abuse. This comes after a high-profile incident at the DreamHack Hearthstone tournament last week where a finalist was subjected to more racial abuse than 10 moderators could deal with. Blizzard is investigating a pilot programme with Twitch to streamline moderation and combat ban evasion and is working with players, streamers, moderators and partners to collaborate on how to tackle online abuse. However, the company has admitted that technical responses can only do so much and that this is a bigger issue. Did you hear the news last weekend? No, I didn't. I haven't. Did I haven't. you not? No, not that yet. Is it interesting? <laughs> what? Because well, Anne, Anne presumably was shouting a torrent of abuse at the, at the oh, news. No, week. did you cover this last week? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a we had a story about Blizzard uh, banning people, didn't did, we? Yeah. Last week. In, the, in the Blizzard banning se- yeah, section. I always struggle to think of anything to say. To we that did. Then. We did. Then. Now we're in week two. No, exactly. <laughs> I've just noticed I don't have a new chair like everyone else does. That's what I was thinking of during that story. <laughs> Yeah, no, Becky's got even Becky's got one. Yeah. Your bag's, bag's on one. Got one. <laughs> it's got one. Got I don't have one yet. All the important um, people have got one. Well, what is up with everybody? Yeah, what was, what's uh, going on? Can you give what? us some specifics about this abuse without using no. that language? Exactly. <laughs> no, I specifically can you, cannot. Can you mime it? Act no, out. no. Well, we all know that uh, online abuse is a terrible thing, and I've actually seen a couple of. Uh, prominent women um, who work in games on various different sides saying that they have stopped streaming recently because they just can't be bothered with it. It's just really demoralising and disheartening uh, to just be doing something that you think is quite fun um, and have people think that they can just pop up and say whatever they want. Do you know what? You can't. Mm. Might swear soon. Not going to. It does but sound like there's a gap in the market. Mm. If the people out. dropping out yeah, streaming, we can dropping. get in. I'm quite thick-skinned. <laughs> Say what you like, mate. <laughs> Doing it for ten years. Yeah. People have been, and we're still <laughs> exactly. here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, not on people. Well done, uh, Blizzard. Um, yeah, I just uh, it, it, through through the medium of typing stuff in, can't they? Yeah, you would. I just put well, so, so filters think, on certain words. Yeah, and I think that there is a thing here that that some people, and I think Blizzard are doing the right thing in saying, uh, you know, this is a bigger issue, this is a wider societal issue, um, but we aren't going to put up with it, and as far as we can, we're going to try and stamp this out, because, uh, you know, we don't want this to be our community, and we don't want people who uh, play or make or stream games uh, to have to deal with this, and you have to start somewhere, you're probably not going to solve everything in the world, but you've got to start one step at a time. 
Oculus Rift's latest attempt to prevent piracy has backfired in the worst way by making it easier. A recent patch added to new security level to check if the Rift headset is attached, preventing people from playing Oculus exclusive games on other headsets using a mod called Revive. However, the mod has been updated to remove the ownership check, which not now which now allows for full-on piracy. So they really messed that one up. New Oculus headsets will now be dispatched with a little pirate hat as further encouragement. Mm, This is a a big story this week because uh, Palmer Lucky uh, made headlines during Oculus' development by saying it was going to be an open system. You know, they they were doing the things that the kids like in that respect, keeping the thing open. And then suddenly locked it down which people made you know people got annoyed about and that in turn is leading to an arms race i suspect uh should DRM. be eyes eyes race should be <laughs> hey that's good is it uh, drm heavier drm will come to fight this back and then more people will come on board uh the hacker's side i guess um where do you think it's going simon uh not owning either or any of the pc based systems um i just sort of Raise an eyebrow over my Gear VR uh, when I heard this. Under your Gear VR. No, no, it appeared appeared quite high. (laughs) I've been practicing. Big big set. Practicing my uh, surprise. Yeah, Um, yeah, no, I'm not affected by this. Obviously, I'm a a fully paid up member of the Gear VR army. Mm. Paid $8.99 for Keep Talking No One Exposed. Very happy to do so. Of course. Even though, actually, if you own that on other formats, I I do think you should be getting it for free, as I was discussing this weekend with a friend. Now, if you're on PC, I think you should get it on Gear VR. Right, 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 right. Don't okay. make me resort to piracy. I didn't. <laughs> you can't. You literally I, can't because you don't have the right system. <laughs> exactly. so, so don't make me buy some systems. <laughs> uh, there was a way they could have combated this at the start. When he said, you know, we're not going to profit from uh, locking people down to one, uh, to one headset. If they want to buy it and then mod it for another headset, that's up to them. Mm. Um, well, they could have just got around that by... N- by not having to have a mod like create something where you know you can play the game on whatever or just don't call it an exclusive and open your platform up a bit more yeah exclusives fuel the games industry though and don't they rightly or wrongly or wrongly yeah well then don't say that you you don't i didn't don't say it <laughs> i didn't <laughs> becky are you are you into vr I yeah, I mean I've seen quite a lot of indie VR headsets coming through, which is there really are cool. loads of them, aren't it's there? Exciting. What, it's exciting. What does that mean? But, uh, there, there were two in the um, in the electronics shop in uh, Copenhagen. What, what? Steve, I don't know. I what did, are you doing? If you weren't him. looking around there, touching the portable speakers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's an indie VR headset? Well, yeah, I mean I've, I've seen them, and they've been sort of manufactured from guys who are maybe more into electronics than in games are creating their own hardware. And some of the stuff that they're coming up with is really cool, and some of it's some of it's British, you know. So there's some th- some really interesting things going on. Why, why is it cool? Why is it cooler than Oculus and Vive? I What's think, different? About I think it? I think there is something cool about indies. About I think it, you know the British love an underdog, and the idea that there's a little group of guys making something in their shed has got a kind of appeal. Whether mm. it's actually a very large shed in Somerset House or <laughs> elsewhere, I think that that's still got a cool factor, and also because they can be so much more agile. It's not you know put with a specific big company. It's we had an idea, we're going to make it, and they go and do it, and I think that appeals. Okay, so is it higher resolution? <sighs> I have no idea. Okay, just, I mean, I, the I'm one that I'm particularly thinking of has has got something clever to do with with the sound, ah. but. There are so many, I don't think you can pick out a specific one. I was talking about the other ones, the the, the cardboard uh, competitors. Yeah. There are loads and loads of different brands of those. Those? Uh, yeah. Okay, cardboard. The, well, the, the, the user that use... Well, actually, they don't use the cardboard store either. I, I, was, I do like the electronic shop at Copenhagen Airport, actually. There are three, there, <laughs> there are three branches of them in there. Um, yeah, uh, th- this one had its own had its own app store as well, which I, th- I thought was a bit odd. And I'd never heard of it, right. and yeah, and it was it was just a, it was a you know a gear VR. Are you sure you weren't inside VR at the time? And this is kind of an inception thing. Right. Like it's VR systems in VR. Did you have your gear headset on at the time? I didn't sadly. No, I'm not brave enough to travel with that yet. <laughs> <laughs> one day. <laughs> 
Apple has done an about turn on its decision to remove a game by a Palestinian developer from the App Store's game category. Leela and the Shadows of War focuses on a young girl living in the Gaza Strip. Apple initially told the developer that the game was not appropriate for the games category and that it should be reclassified as news or reference with any mention of it being a game removed. People got pretty mad about that and Apple has now allowed it into the store as a game, which is a very grown-up way of running a business. The game was always available on Google's Play Store. Hmm. Why do you think this happened? Uh, I think uh, Apple has had a history of turning away games that I think it's a little bit scared of. It doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. It wants to be very conservative. They they have a rule about it, right? They have yeah. uh, they have their no politics rule, and the thing is, those rules are enforced by humans. Whereas people like to look at Apple as a monolithic creature making single decisions, a robot saying this is okay, this isn't. Actually, each of these things is banned or let pass by a human, and rules are always open to interpretation. I suspect what's happened here is not a conspiracy, but one person looking at a game which I personally think should have no problem being on the on the game store, but going, oh, no, this full fa- falls foul of Apple's no politics or, or whatever, and goes, yeah, I'm going to tick, you know, I'm not going to tick the box and let it through. Um, and then, fortunately, this has kicked up enough fuss amongst the conspiracy theorists, but also amongst those, you know, people who rightfully think it should be on the App Store. It's kicked up enough fuss, it's got enough publicity to right that wrong. What I'm you know what is more worrying are all the games that get turned away um, that you know don't have that opportunity. I uh, I wasn't following this story closely, uh, but I did see some of it, and I got the impression that it was somebody that had just dug their heels in because I, I was reading the. So believe me, I may be paraphrasing, so I'm certainly going to paraphrase, but I might be uh, incorrect. But um, he, uh, the letter back to the developer said, as I have repeatedly told you. It didn't mm. say, like, as we... So it was from someone, mm-hmm. and it seems that then somebody was arguing back, and he was going, like, oh, he or she was going, yeah, no. Um, but if they have a legitimate reason for not wanting to include it... Politics. Then politics. they should be able to back that up mm. under scrutiny. Yes, I mean they should be able to, but that's where the the sort of uh, rule falls foul because there isn't everything politics if you break it down. I mean, any sort of war-based game is politics, mm-hmm. and someone taking advantage of some political tropes, and yeah, it becomes super, super complex super quickly. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> If you are pumped for E3, stand up because Sony has just announced details of its 2016 conference. It'll be held at 6pm Pacific Standard Time on Monday the 13th of June, which is a very reasonable 2am on Tuesday the 14th in the UK. That's right, Sony hates people in Europe sleeping well. It's unclear what they'll be showing because they really want to surprise and delight their fans, but it had better not be a new console since one of Team One Life Left just got a PS4 and be pretty mad if Sony double-crossed on their agreement for her to feel up to date for a while. Is it an engagement present to yourself? Uh, that's actually a I mean, birthday present. Oh yeah, you know, it's been a too. month of celebration, yeah, Steve. Excellent, good. E uh, three is still a thing. Yeah, but you know, and you know they, you know that they likely are, don't you? Did you write that down? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, good, right, okay, good. Just, so, just checking. But I'm feeling really good about feeling up to date for uh, the next briefly. Yeah, yeah, the next few weeks. What have you done on it? Well, we'll talk about that in the review section. Okay. Um, E3 still a thing? Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I, I have heard whispers. I love a whisper because uh, Activision aren't going, are they? I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> so. uh, a couple of other people might be. I think uh, I can't recall the specifics. They're not going either. Nintendo's Nintendo very, aren't going. Very they don't stri- turn no, up. Oh, no, sorry, they are going, they're but they're, they're showing they're Zelda. Very stripped right. back. They're only showing one game. They're showing really Zelda. Oh, I'm things, yeah. No, it's the least exciting. <laughs> <laughs> are you genuinely excited about, about new, uh, new, new are Zelda? Are you really? Yeah, new New Zelda. Are you really? Of course I am. Did you play the last one? Uh, or the one before that, or anything? What was the last one? Link Between Worlds, I guess. Was it on the 3DS? Yes, I did. You yeah. played it. I did play did you it. Enjoy it? Uh, I didn't finish it. Was it the same as the last? It was. Um, it wasn't the same as the last actually, because you could you could complete a, any do- dungeon in any order. So this time you could get the boomerang and then the hook. Yeah. Shot, no, exactly. It was revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, good. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so the whispers are that uh, that more and more companies will, will will not attend or will choose to do their own stuff. 
and that uh, you you may see E3 um, <laughs> who's whispering you've been having a right whisper in the co- industry who's coming up to you <laughs> come here I, I heard that more and more companies <laughs> choosing not to do stuff shut shut really don't tell anybody else. hey <laughs> yeah, it's what the uh, or it was on the uh, the industry d- ju- uh, drum beats that you also come in. I think that's during Gamescom. The industry smokes <laughs> exactly. And finally, turning video games into films is often not a successful pursuit, but people keep on doing it. Out in cinemas now is the second Angry Birds movie. By the end of the year, we should be able to see the Assassin's Creed film, and an $80 million Tetris trilogy is due to start filming next year. And now, to top off the list in the most unlikely way possible is... Fruit Ninja the movie. The live action comedy will presumably be one guy's quest to try to find something to rhyme with orange. And with all the fruit references, it's a shoo-in for a Golden Raspberry Award, if nothing else. So, did you hear the news? Hear the news last, last week. week? No. <laughs> I told you I didn't listen. I've been very busy. Okay. Well, okay. That's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just a quick recap for anybody else who didn't listen last <laughs> oh, <okay>. week. <laughs> Just a quick recap. Did you do that one as well? Well, uh, we didn't mention Fruit Ninja because that's no, exactly, announced today. No, exactly, and that's what the story was about. Everything was just... Well, so, uh, right, so you overran the story. Yeah. You talked over the... G- the jingle yeah. had finished, the bed had finished. Oh, the I didn't do that. Actually, no, I did, did on that story last yeah. week. Um, so you could have dropped that and then put that in and finished with Great Fanart, bang, Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Jackie Chan's going to be in it, is he? Really? No, 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 that's a whisper. <laughs> whisper I really think we need to start off a wicked whisper section. We should show. have. You can do that next week. Okay. One, one life left. Wicked wanspers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve. So, uh, yeah, how can you make uh, a film out of Fruit Ninja? Uh, that sounds like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, did, have you seen the Angry Birds movie? No, have you? Have you seen the Angry Birds movie? I saw a trailer seen, for it and it made me angry. Sure Campbell, sure Campbell said it. So I, so I was reading him on, on Twitter. He said it wasn't as bad as, uh, as he thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And he gave International Rugby Challenge four out of 100. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have a story in there about... Talking of Stuart Campbell, oh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have a story in there about Notch. Yeah, I was surprised about that. That's why I didn't mm. bring it up earlier with the yeah, trash talking. Yeah, it's because I, mm. I don't want to give oxygen to him you want to, anymore really that's a, you could take that as a threat couldn't you <laughs> well, I'm going to remove all of the oxygen from around his candy him. room yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, got a, I've got a little pipeline right. up into his bedroom heard it here first One Life Left exclusive thanks Anne One Life Left video game news with Anne Scamford This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM on a beautiful May evening in London, near near London Bridge we are, if you want to come and say hi. I mean, not now, we're on air. Although you could shout through the window, that'd be shout. exciting. Uh, this is, uh, this track is Light Years Beyond, it's by Dread, featuring Dyer and Groovemaster 303, it's from org. and as I tell you that, Simon is giggling because he has made a consumer electronics purchase, Surprising which he's using him, right him, now. It? Simon, it's a GoPro. a GoPro. A GoPro. It's a GoPro for our karaoke sessions. Are you? Did you get the uh, add-ons? Did you get a headband? I'm going to get. I'm going to get a mic one. So you... Oh, excellent! Very good. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just, you know, I thought, I thought we should have one. I kept the receipt. Now we've got a company. Yeah. 
So okay, no, you should. Yeah, no, no. Vat, claim the vat back. Claim the vat back. Um, I had an idea about Marioki. Oh yeah. An idea which I was going to bring up before the show, but I forgot. I think I know how to do Marioki on YouTube. Sharp. I think we should look for volunteers, listeners to the radio show, to send us webcam footage of them singing along to Marioki songs. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good. Just like that. Um, yeah. Feeder video. Yeah, exactly. That Why? was all I was. I was. Well, we do have a feeder song, don't we? I know someone that's in that feeder video. Which one? Is it the one about lemons? Dunno. Yes, I think all of their yeah. songs are about, about lemons. lemons. They? <laughs> they were a lemon-based band. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's how we should do it. So if you want to be in a One Life Left uh, Marioki video, please get in touch. Email us at... Team at OneLifeLeft.com How's your GoPro, Simon? Uh, is it gone pro? Yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously, uh, I, I, I can't even be bothered to look up how to spell sedentary. Um, so, like, the opposite of, uh, like, you know, skydiving or surfing, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do with these things. I was gonna, just going to do really boring shots until we do the mariachi. Oh, it'd be good for mariachi. Yeah, it'd be, be great. For mariachi. Yeah, it'd we be good. Some... Uh, underwater mariachi. When is our ne- next oh, yeah. mariachi? Oh, uh, that reminds me, actually, admin, uh, David wanted to confirm end of July. Is that is End that, of July? Is that for our corporate gig? Okay, I'll have to check that. Up, but you, uh, what right now? No, I've just, just that minute. While I think of it, well, we're going to send him a copy of this. The minutes. The listens. Uh, Feels like there's some more interesting things we could be uh, filling our time with. Uh, we've, well, we've got quite a lot of time to be fair. Thirty-five minutes. You know, we've so. got a, we've got a great guest in the studio. Oh yeah, Becky. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming down. Um, yes, yeah, so you, you journeyed down all the way down from Leicester. What what are you up to in, in Leicester? What's your uh, what's your what's your, your your main job? Well, I'm the founder of a website which is designed to try and help parents understand video games, and that's quite a big job. <laughs> I was I was looking at this. Actually, sorry, we should we should, we should name it. It's, uh, yeah, it's called GameHub. So it's www.gamehubhq.com. I was looking at it earlier. Uh, it's a great idea uh, because there's. Um, uh, it's it's certainly true that a lot of parents, if they are outside of the video games industry, really don't understand them. And there's, there's also the, the disparity between uh, an age rating and an age appropriate stuff. So, yeah. so how do you how do you go about rectifying both of those? So, it's in Leicester because I'm in Leicester. It's it lives on the website and it lives in the internet. And I don't need to be anywhere near it. I just roam around the UK doing fun things like going to the Opto launch for the P- VR headset I was talking about okay. earlier. Okay, Opto. Yeah. So the idea is that parents find video games, like you say, massively confusing and they often just completely ignore the age rating system because they don't feel that it's relevant to them. And we did a big tour around the UK talking to people about how they feel about the age rating system and generally the argument is not, not positive. They either ignore it or hate it and will rant about it for many minutes. So we're trying to provide an alternative where they can go in and get all the information that they told us that they needed written out in facts rather than in a subjective review right. or a little report that they don't understand. What, uh, what sections do you break it down to? We've got, I think, about 15 and we do everything from um, does it contain violence and gore to swearing to things like racial representation. So a Japanese game sometimes doesn't have people of a darker skin tone in it. If you've got a family with darker skin tones, kids are wondering why they're not ever seeing people like them on the screen. So we go through a whole bunch of things. Anything that a parent told us that they were worried about, interested about, concerned about, it's in there somewhere. It's, it's a big list of questions. I think it's about 150 data points that I log per game. Wow. And what's, um, what's been the most surprising thing you've written about or something you wouldn't you wouldn't consider like ordinarily associating with a particular game yeah the one that really got me the one that really surprised me and i found difficult to slot in was um an orthodox um i think the orthodox jewish family who were worried about representations of magic and potions because it wasn't in line with their belief system and also more conservative christians were saying you know this game has a ouija board in it we didn't know we're not okay with that that caused a conversation that we didn't want to have age six I wanted to know and I wasn't told and we had to sort of try and slide it in there right how do you find out about stuff like that because a Ouija board might just be as simple as a prop on level 8 of a super hard game yeah this is why I have these big bags under my eyes because I don't (laughs) sleep I play the games through all the way through yeah so we play it's usually me or occasionally I put them out to a couple of trusted guys who I know I can count on. Mm-hmm. We play every game through from start to finish and I have a till receipt <laughs> next to my office desk and I write down everything that hits the data points, log it into the game and anything, like you say, from a prop all the way through to an interactive piece. 
and we keep going back and checking when a game gets updated so that it should be something that parents can rely on. That's that's such a, a you know an incredible task. I mean, I can't imagine doing that in a a linear game the size of Dark Souls or something, you know, let alone something like Skyrim, which is, yeah, we, you know, we did thousands Skyrim. of hours. <laughs> Skyrim's in there, Dragon Age Inquisition is in there. Dragon Age Inquisition was a bit of a headache, but we got there. How do you, how on earth do you go about combing the world of Skyrim for anything that might offend anyone? I have a good memory and I've been playing video games my entire life. I've, I've honestly reached the point now where games just, you know, with the exception of things like Dark Souls, they just don't hold a challenge for me anymore more because Mm -hmm. you kind of anticipate what's going to come you go around a corner there's going to be a dragon of course there's going to be a dragon so i've tried to sort of almost re-gamify games for me by changing the parameters it's not a question of how many buttons can you hit or where the story's going it's i'm now looking for those data points whilst playing so i've made it more fun for myself and hopefully to be able to help other people as well Mm. how long long this is how long is a piece of string Uh, how long does it take you to on on average would you say to, to to entirely catalog a game uh, it depends obviously on the length of the game i mean i did never alone uh the you know the lovely eskimo game a yep. couple of weeks ago i think that one took me about mm, five hours and i was playing two other ios games on either side right. of me at the time just for the variety um for something bigger like like i say dragon age inquisition was a particular headache because of the branching quest lines that one that one took hundreds of hours um we don't do them in time for a release date like a reviewer would do because uh-huh. it's a report it can take months right and i can do lots of lots at once depending on sort of how fatigued i'm getting with playing three first person shooters at the same time so dragon age inquisition super interesting game has a very diverse cast of characters and very diverse relationships inside that as well that's the sort of thing that some uh, religions some families would wish for not to be inside their games how do you call out stuff like that without seeming judgmental and offending those people who support those kind of relationships it's a really difficult one and it's one that we're sort of working on actively with a couple of people to help us but what we try to do is i, I say sort of categorically we don't write reviews and give a score at the end and say this is good or this is bad or this is something we agree with or we don't what we do is we write reports cataloging everything that we can find and we're always looking for more information and then let parents see for themselves and make decisions about what's best for their family and the example that i always give is if a child is afraid of spiders it doesn't matter whether they are three or 18 ultra conservative or ultra liberal if they're afraid of spiders they don't want to play a game with spiders in and the person who knows that is their parent and they make a decision collectively as a family so what we try and do is flag up there are spiders make of this information what you will i don't like spiders i don't think anybody likes spiders are you so you, you'll be you'll be fine with that why do you think this sort of information has been missing from games coverage or reporting so far? Um, I, I, there are two, two sort of major reasons. I think that one is nobody ever went out to ask what parents wanted. Um, the current system, when I was talking to parents about what it is they needed, they were really not very complimentary. And one of the things that came up a lot of the time was it just doesn't address the needs that I have as a parent. It's far too vague. It's far too paternalistic. And worst, it tells me I'm a bad parent if I disagree with it. And I think that the current systems were made for movies and for games when they were invented back when they were new and exciting. I don't think the system's kind of caught up to where we are now and also caught up to the changing nature of families. So, like I say, I think that the simple answer is that nobody ever went out and asked. Right. It is tricky. I So um, Dexter was around uh, last weekend and um, he's seen all the advertising for Uncharted, or Uncharted as he calls it. Um, and he said, can I play that? And I said, well, I've, I haven't played it myself yet. I don't know uh, what it's like. So I, said, I said, anyway, I said, it's probably too... too probably too old for you it's probably rated too high he said it's a 16 and I, I, knew, I knew exactly what he was doing and I'm like yeah but, but I don't mind you playing Battlefront it's just that Star Wars so you've let him play the 16 uh, he's 15 he's not he's, he's a lot younger I'm <laughs> not sure what the uh, legalities of this sort of thing are. <laughs> um, but it is tricky uh, you know so, so for him because he's done one he thinks he, he, yeah. can, he, can, he can do another and for me you know I, Star Wars I know it falls under Steve's um, falls within Steve's no games this year 
Guns one, but I don't think it's as violent as Uncharted, and it's got naughty words in Uncharted. Is but but, but so there's no differentiation between the sort of six and sixteens in that sense. And what you're doing is exactly what parents have told me that they do when they're on the ground, when they're in the game shop, when they're sitting in front of a digital storefront at home. They look at the information that's available to them, and they make a decision that they think is appropriate to their child. The problem is that they don't have enough information to necessarily make an informed decision. You've been in games a long time. You can see through a little bit of advertising where it says in very small letters at the bottom, may not be representative of actual game footage. You can see through the mirrors and you know that one YouTuber will always promote X but never Y. You know the tricks. For parents who've got so many things to juggle, especially when gaming is the latest thing and last week it was football and now suddenly I need to relearn an entire universe because that's what he or she is into this week they just get completely overwhelmed and sometimes they feel that they've made choices that they regret and it's a very emotional problem for them to try and find out what fundamentally right. is best for their child. Well, he also wants to play Doom next as well, he said to me. So <laughs> <I'm> like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, final question, this might be a difficult one. Um, as you've been going through all of these games, what, so what game have you personally found most offensive as, you, as you've been going through it? Oh, that's, that's a really tough one. I think that the one that really... I don't think... I think I've been playing games a long time. I don't think I've really found anything that's offended me. The one that made me sit back was um, Call of Duty and I can't remember which subtitle we're into because we're into thousands at this mm. point. But the uh, the death camp with the torture squares, right. the Perspex torture cubes, right. walking on that and then the, the death camps with them setting people on fire in the pit. Right. That one, my, my till receipt has a little squiggle where I kind of got absorbed into the screen going, good Good God, they're really going to do this in front of me now. Okay. And that one that one stuck with me. Right. Doesn't sound very nice now. I'll stay clear of that. Uh, just remind us where we can find this on the internet. It's www.gamehubhq.com. Thank you. Hello. I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Fans at a local Diner Blaster match have been frustrated after the game was called off at short notice. Stewards at OLL Trafford found a bomb that wasn't part of the standard Bomberman set of explosives and had to call in experts to check out its authenticity. The Diner Blaster contestants were prepared to use it in their match to help prevent the delay, but health and safety regulations meant that it couldn't be used and it had to be detonated in a controlled explosion. It was later revealed that the bomb was actually a fake one used to test the security in the stadium. The test involved one person looking at the bomb, who then kept talking while someone else looked up information about the bomb in the guidebook. Obviously, what they should have done was to allow the person to look at both the bomb and the guidebook at the same time. This would make bombs safer, especially those of the exploding kind. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Thank you so much for your letters this week. Uh, as Steve said, we've been inundated with them. Um, I've got no idea why I decided to uh, print them out in landscape. No, but I really like it. Do you it? like it? Yeah. It feels like a, it feels like a piece reading of them. art. <laughs> Raoul Shah writes, Roses are red, violets are blue. I think Uncharted 4 is a 7 out of 10. How about you? Not played it, involves shooting. Did, uh, I, I didn't listen to the show last week then, did he? <laughs> No, not no. How would you know, Anne? I mean, I haven't listened to right. it. I haven't played it. Uh, Anne, what's your letter? Um, dear team at onelifeleft.com, I just saw your tweet about being a few letters short this week, and it got me thinking about the official Trolls game on the Amiga. <laughs> Uh, in each level, you could collect the letters B, O, N, U, and S for bo- for a bonus. But if you accidentally picked up the letter G, you would get a bogus. And so, something different happened. A, what was it that happened? And B, do you know of any other good twists on the collect all the letters for a bonus mechanic? All the best, Rob Beer. It's a very specific question, it is. isn't it? And, and an A and B part as well, so that's good. I, I look this up. 
Oh yeah. Did you before the show? So Whoa, we some research. Uh, I don't know, right? I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, if you collect the bogus letters, okay. you get sent to the bogus level. Do you really? Huh. Um, let me read out what happens in the bogus level. Okay. At the beginning of the level, you are given the task of finding a pair of specified objects. If you find the pair of objects and get to the exit before the time runs out, you are given, in air quotes, mm-hmm. double bonus points for that level. If you fail, you will, again in air quotes, lose a life. Ooh. It's risky, but the rewards are high. Crikey. Mm. Uh, don't you collect letters in Joe Danger? Am I right? You do, yeah. You do. Yeah, but it doesn't It doesn't do a twist on it. You just collect the letters. Yeah, so, yeah. And then, and then so it doesn't really so it qualify doesn't... for that. <laughs> just riffing as a, on it. As a response. Just riffing on it. Yeah. Can't think of any more, but if no. you can, readers, please do email us. <laughs> team at onelifeleft.com. Hello, team. Hello, super special guest. I'm finally reading Read, Read Only Memories book on sensible software. I've been fascinated to hear that John Hare and Chris Yates really wanted to be rock stars and kind of fell into games because someone offered them money. How did you come to this world of video games? Maybe I missed these stories as a relative newcomer to the show, but in which case, here's your cha- chance to retcon. Pip Pip Roberts. P.S. I didn't get my key last week. Nope. Or the last time or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we did warn. We did. We did tell you. warn you that was going to happen. Uh, I got into video games at the right time. Uh, I think if I if if I was trying to get into if, as me was trying to get into video games now, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. And mm. I was just one of the early <laughs> pioneers. <laughs> I, applied, I applied for a job at Amiga Power because I I got a ZX eighty one. Uh, my first job was as a printer. I used to stand around reading video games magazines. All that. And you thought I could do that? Could do that. So I so I applied to to Amiga Power. Stuart Campbell got the job that I applied for. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He's miles better than me. Uh, and then I, I applied for a job on the one and got that. Wow. Have a look back. Don't look back. <laughs> Just don't. I uh, chanced upon Parappa the Rapper at a house party, thought video games sounded interesting, applied for a job at Wait, so what PC did you, Gamer. What did you used to be, Steve? Me? Yeah, what was your previous yeah, job? Yeah, <laughs> Well, I used to I used to write about stuff for... I used to write about music and things for... What did you do before that? What did you do before that? What, I, what do you mean? I was yeah, a teacher. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all we're looking yeah, for. That's all we're looking what? for. Steve's. Steve, you're a secretive. Please you, be a dictator. You found my exactly. secret website, the one I was talking about last week. Steve's the opposite of the, uh, the advert if you can teach, because he could <laughs> and he doesn't. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what, what, oh, wait. Uh, wait. Uh, ah, everyone else. I, have, I got into video games because Steve said, Oh, I'm going to do this radio show. You did it. You did a bit of radio at university, didn't you? And I was at that time, and I went, yeah. Uh, and so I showed up, and, and I just kept showing up for 10 years. So just keep showing up, guys. That's the main thing. <laughs> Becky, what about you? How did I get into games? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. My dad started playing games with me back in the day. We had Rescue Rover, which was something to do with a dog, and I remember it was brilliant. And we had something called Heretic, which was a, a, a Doom knockoff. It was Doom, yeah. It was Doom. And it was Well, it was made terrifying. by ID. So it was made by Raven Software, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Becky's got a letter. I have a brilliant letter. Hi, team and special guest. After the birth of my daughter nine weeks ago, I haven't managed to play my PS4 once. Sometimes I have time, such as when I've been trying to get to go to sleep, but I've found Netflix box sets are much more suitable. What insight can you give me as to when I will probably resume gaming? I'm wondering if there's anything worth getting excited about coming out in the next few years wow. of the show. Lawrence. Well, if, if I may answer that. Lawrence, you're a dude. Uh, your wife, girlfriend, partner, whoever, is also probably present in the looking after of this child and has probably been playing games whilst they've been breastfeeding or looking after this child. Ask her. I bet she's got some great ideas. And if you actually look on our website, we have a section in the accessibility section where it tells you if you can play a game with one hand. Ah, fantastic. If you are holding a baby. Fantastic. That's what we need. Excellent. Uh, we've got one more letter. We've got a parcel. Well, in fact, you could probably hear it sort of ring crinkling. I mean, you say parcel. It's in a Sainsbury's. It's in a 5P Sainsbury's bag as well. Someone's paid 5P. It says gift, one life left. So I'm going to open it right now. Don't rip the bag. Mm, yeah, it's worth 5P. Hello. Ooh, biscuits. Excellent. Yes. 
And there's a card. We've got loads of biscuits, haven't we? Because Becky oh. brought some cookies in earlier. Yeah, I, I should explain that. I, I brought in cookies because I am supposed to be teaching myself to cook, and I failed so badly that I panicked and went back to what I know I can cook, which is cookies, and now there are a lot of cookies. Oh. <laughs> I brought some in for the team. It's not bribery. It's trying to get rid of them. No, is that excellent. Uh, this is a birthday card and birthday present. It says, Happy 10th birthday, OLL, an extra special guest. Welcome back. I hope you have a great year ahead of you. Enjoy the biscuits. Royal Ricky. P.S. Happy birthday to Anne too. P.P.S. Sorry about the lack of wrapping. I'm lazy. Fair enough. Thank you very much. That is super kind. It's two giraffes dancing. It's an indulgent biscuit selection for every occasion. (laughs) 300 grams of biscuits. 100 grams each. So you know what? Let's. Is it 300 divided by four? (laughs) Each. Share it out. I I don't endorse this plan of action at all. I feel left out. (laughs) Thank you so much. If you want to send us a present, uh, please do to Resonance FM. Uh, One Life Left, care of Resonance FM, obviously. Let's dedicate this next feature to our new uh, best friend, because guess who is back? OLL, you're back. I didn't notice. had intended to get this ready for your comeback post 10 year anniversary where you were cunningly off air. Sort of, anyway. But anyway, now you're here, I might as well go on about what's happened in the last 10 years, eh? How has the gaming changed? I don't know, I guess it's got some new consoles and stuff. Gosh, that was terribly insightful. Back when OLL started, we didn't have PS3s, but we did have lots of red rings. We've also seen PC gaming and Steam really rise up quite a bit, too. Possibly because Steam tends to make things fairly simple. At least I think it does, I never really use it. Piracy seems to be largely eliminated on the home consoles too, which is quite fascinating if you ask me. Ah, those heady days of people wanting chipped PlayStation games. How they have grown in value these days. Genuine ones, not copies that is. Shooting through the roof they are. I think as broadband speeds are getting faster, we're probably seeing the end of physical media. I know my DVD business seems to be dying a death, though I'm not sure if that's due to mismanagement by Doncaster Market or a lack of desire for physical media. Netflix and Amazon Prime are awfully convenient things, even if we can't access US Netflix anymore. What's happened with me in the last 10 years? Well, I kind of left doing this regularly to start playing live in my own goth electro band and start being a live music promoter, which is kind of fun and exciting and also depressing and soul-destroying at the same time. With OLL, I'd have never had the breaks necessary to end up doing all this, so I'll always be very grateful for that. And it's wonderful it's still the UK's best award-winning FM broadcast games radio show. Thank you, Steve, Simon and Anne, for ten years of wonderfulness, and here's to another year of it. I'm Derek Anthony Williams, using my middle name now that I'm all grown up near 40-year-old free market economy producer. Good to hear wow, from you, Derek. Derek. Oh, it feels like coming home. Oh, Derek. I, he did say, you know, he, he hopes for another year of One Life Left. No. no more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fair enough, fair, fair enough. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're One Life Left. We are a video game radio show. We've been broadcasting for 10 years on, uh, on Resonance FM. Not non-stop. No. That would be obscene. That'd be record-breaking. And obscene. Yeah. Uh, this is our review section. What have you been playing this... <laughs> this... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> As uh, those of you who listened to the show last uh, week will know, we've got a new feature in the Resonance FM uh, studio. It's a microphone on the presenter side of the desk with very, 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 very gold springs attached, which means the microphone just slides slowly out of view. Uh, and I was tracking it for a point and then I ran into the desk. Anyway, anyway, what have you been playing this weekend? Uh, well, so I got a new PS4 Whoa. and guess what game we got with it? What? Star Wars Battlefront! Yes! So, uh, we started playing that and it's really, really... Oh, at first I did not like it. Uh, and then I got into it and I really liked it and going around and shooting all the stormtroopers and being on a team and I and I died 
quite doesn't a lot. doesn't matter, does it? No. And then I, so I went back uh, one way and then, so me and Matt were playing it together and, and he was getting shot at, but I was able to creep up behind and shoot the stormtroopers from behind and when they were trying to attack him and I saved him and then he went off and he killed the big stompy thing. Oh, yeah, it was AT-AT. so brilliant. Yeah, that, no, no. But no, the ATST. Yeah, it's them. Um, it's yeah. Really, so you've been really playing the, the survival missions, have you? Have you, been, have you gone online? No, not yet. What's your What's your game attack? We should hang out on Hoth. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> I just want to get a bit better at it before I do anything right. like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm really, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised by how much I'd enjoy. Do you that like kind Star Wars? Yeah, because I well, I quite yeah, I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? It's a nice universe to be uh, to be able to walk around in. It's a lot of things that you recognise and remember. The music is obviously amazing. It's really, really beautiful. Like, they've done such a good job of bringing to life, yeah, like this world that you know so well that you've grown up with. Um, and I, but I don't usually like shooty games. No. I'm usually like, oh, this is rubbish. But I was really able to, like, focus in and get them. Have you been racing on the speeder bikes? No, not yet. In Endor? No. You've flown a TIE fighter? No, not yet. I've mostly just been shooting. So You've got so much, so much to go. What are you on now? What level? Level 54. How do you do levels? How do you make yourself a new level? <laughs> you just play it all the time. Just all okay. the time. And then you get higher levels. Makes you feel better about yourself. Does it? And you play some more. Yeah. Aww. Now, of course, in the latest update, you can jump whilst using a personal shield. I know. No. Yeah, I know. Shut up. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've uh, And they've uh, they've been tweaking with some of the hitboxes on the A-wings, you know. So, Thank yeah, Honestly, it just gets thinking, better and better. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I just, I do think it's just so, so beautiful. Uh, I've, I don't know if I'm going to get quite as into it as you, but it would be hard to, wouldn't it? I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on here, but uh, I was, uh, Kate, my wife, uh, w- really wants to, because they've said that they're bringing out a new one next year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, players will leave this one and go to another one and eventually there'll be nobody on these servers and so you'll just be able to walk around oh. on your right and that'd be quite nice wouldn't it yeah. just go on just holiday around. holiday on Hoth yeah <sighs> it's Cloud City in the next update of course let's not forget that so Don't uh, forget. Yeah, see, I'll see you there yeah so yeah brilliant and I'm pleased to be continuing the run of n- never stopping reviewing Star Wars Battlefront 7 out of 10 Becky I have been playing many games, as is my job. Um, mainly Shadow of Mordor because it is a good bit of stress relief to just kill people with a flaming sword. But the one, the game that I want to review is an iOS game, and it's called King Rabbit. Okay. And it's a sort of puzzle action game uh, where you are a rabbit and you have to solve puzzles and go on a little adventure to rescue who is presumably your rabbit girlfriend. And it's lovely. It's so calming, and the animations are gorgeous. You sit and watch your rabbit, and it tilts its head, and it falls down holes and gets set on fire in a grisly way. It's really calming, and I'm I'm enjoying it. And it doesn't seem to involve a great deal of thinking, so I can just play it on the bus. <laughs> and I, I really like it. And I was surprised, because I didn't find the icon particularly enticing when I saw it on the app store. I was like, I don't know. But I'm glad that I gave it a go, and I would give it a very strong 7 out of 10. Excellent. That's that's where we are at in video games now. I didn't find the icon enticing on the App Store, but it proved me wrong. Mm. That is where games journalism has gone to. We don't need it anymore. We just need pretty icons. I've not been playing anything. No! Because uh, I've been doing my talk uh, for for Nordic uh, so I've been in a stressy place now you've done that you're going to get on the guns I am not I'm not going to play you guns now he's stuff play, for the rest of the year uh, I mean I know that, that we weren't really paying attention but that was the gist of what he was talking about <laughs> for that hour <laughs> no I know but I figured that he's done the talk now <laughs> no but he said it during it he said oh, it during yeah. it yeah exactly so I know we were sort of yeah, no, messing no, no, no. around I was just so, so yeah. excited I've been playing um, a, a nice compendium of puzzle games on on Android, uh, which are all sort of Stoku-like numbers games, which has been calming me down when I thought about the stress of finishing that talk. Now that's over, I am really, really looking forward to going back to Steven's Sausage Roll, which is the best game I've played this year, did, I think. Did you play any of the indie games at Nordic? I didn't. I did enjoy looking at them, though. Uh, I thought Fugle looked amazing. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Absolutely brilliant. Did and you see that weird one? Was it what weird In the one? corner? I, I mean, there were four corners at least. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't Which know. One? Which one? It's called Execution. Cripes, no. No. <laughs> I mean, you would have been able to play it, but. Put it that way. Okay. Um, yeah, it was really odd. 
really, really did strange. Did you see Clapper? Clapper. Yeah, that, was like, that was the one I, uh, I was like, yep, that's got to win. And it did win, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. It was, well. Brilliant. Brilliant, well, brilliant use of technology. Yeah. Actually, yes. I agree. But, sorry, um, but the oh. guy that was the, the, the guy that demoed execution to me. So you played a little eight bit character, sort of medieval. You played an executioner, and there was a priest, uh, there was a lady, and there was a, a child. I'm not reviewing this. Okay. Um, and then an icon came up, and and a, and a method of killing them, hanging. Um, guillotine or burning them with fire right and you had to take them lead them and then either chop their head off ha- break their necks or set them on fire okay and then it just kept going and then your score went up and i said all oh, right okay uh, that's interesting um uh what's it about and he said well you know i took inspiration from papers please i'm like okay this is like nothing to do with that i said um so what's you know so, so what's the point he said well you either have to execute the priest the lady or the child I said, yeah i can see that but i see the score going up and he said yeah you know if you, if you pick the wrong one and then you kill them and you have to do it again. I was like, okay. Why? He says, I don't really know. He said, I don't. I just, I said, okay, when's it going to be finished? He said, I might not finish it. He He started that conversation so enthusiastic. (laughs) And by the end, Simon, you're... Your reaction what, is just good. Why? Well, There's a till roll of information yeah, there. Isn't right, there? no, Killing absolutely. Killing children, yeah, setting them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Very much more. I enjoyed Clapper more. Yeah. Uh, I'm not reviewing those. Uh, I've been playing Tiny Striker 2, a preview build. Uh, I've been very kindly sent by the developer um, I've met over the last few months. Uh, it's an iOS game. It's a, it's a, a scorey goals game. You flick your fling finger and off goes the ball and you can curve and lob and pass to teammates. Um, it's really, really, really lovely. I played an entire season on the train. The build that I've got then didn't get into the second season, so I had to wait. Um, so essentially it takes the mechanics of New Star Soccer, but um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a sort of... It's, it's not a more serious way because it's not a football manager, but I don't know. It seems that the world is is, is, is bigger. Um, yeah, you can pick up coins, you can collect cards and all of this sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I'm, de- I'm desperate. I am desperate to spend money on it, actually, but I, I can't uh, because it's not live properly yet. So I've been giving them a little bit of feedback and they mm-hmm. said, oh, that's very good, Simon. So I'm like, yeah, OK, cool. Are I said, you planning to exchange that feedback for in-game currency <laughs> well I said do I get in the credits and they said actually we're going to give uh, people in the beats program a special in-game item so I'll be the one in the swanky boots <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. 7 out of 10 boots. so far it's early access 7 out of 10 so who knows whether it'll get better or you know it could get worse but uh, we shall see fantastic okay I think we've got time for one more piece of music and we'll be back after this to close out the show Emancipator, it's by Clam. Uh, you'll have heard his work on the show before. I think this is super beautiful. Uh, it's from chipmusic.org, as I mentioned earlier in the show. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. We were just discussing the end of uh, Mariochi at Nordic Game. The I, end I, of Mario. I don't remember uh, with, uh, with super clarity. No. Um, I do remember a man told us to stop. A so man in a uniform came in and told us we had to stop. Yep. And we said, just one more song. <laughs> just one more. And he went, no, no more songs. And we went, okay. <laughs> and then he left the room. And so we put one more song on. But we kept shouting, don't worry, we'll make sure everyone leaves after this. <laughs> did they? And they did, yeah. Right. yeah. And then my... Um my computer fell off the table. What? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. After, after no, that was yours last time, didn't it? And after, because um, I, I was like, yeah, like, so put it on that table. 
let's make sure this doesn't fall off like last time said and then it fell off in the last song didn't it no yeah. damage was done no. I mean, astonishingly it's lucky because Rami wasn't there to fix yeah, it yeah astonishingly no. Wow. it was a good time though it was a great time um, and we have one more item on the agenda Becky you wanted to yeah um if you want to help with the project, then we have an opening for a programmer. So if you can program in Meteor or Node.js or anything else and think that you can do magic, please drop us a line. We have an email address. It's on the website, obviously. But if you want it here, it's gamehubhq at ymail.com. Not Gmail. Yeah, Don't send it to Gmail. I lose a lot of mail. I'm going to change it. But for now, it's ymail. <laughs> So yeah, get in touch. And right. see if you have any suggestions or feedback, do that as well, because it all helps me improve what we're writing. Best of luck with the site. Thank you so much again for coming on. Give our, give our regards to uh, Claudio, Jamie, and the others. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a website refresh as yeah. well at some point. Did we have one a little while ago? Uh, it was probably about ago. five years yeah. ago now. Uh, good. Well, I think it's been a really, really good show. Yes. Thanks so much for coming Very on. Very good. Uh, it's lovely it's to be here. Thank you. Super, super nice. Uh, any plans for this evening, guys? I've got to rush home, obviously. Obviously. I've got to send a logo for a game out to some people in America, because I've got to do that. Whoa. I've got to do that. I said I'll be home in two hours. Yep. I said, okay, right, well, that's fine. Are you back up to Leicester? Yep, zipping back up there and doing more stuff tomorrow. It doesn't stop. Excellent. Right, well. thank you ever so much for coming on. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. See you Bye. <laughs> This program has been brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you liked what you heard and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm.